to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. And without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. Well, today we got an open line show. The call-in number, please call in and just get in on the conversation. We're going to be going through a cornucopia of topics today because really there's just a lot of shit to talk about. So we're going to go through it all and sift through it with a fine tooth comb and see what we can comb out of it. Uh, 205-843-7437 is the call-in line. It's also posted on the main page of ATN.Live, where you can find the Shepard Ambellis Show Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific, and that's the live broadcast. And then there's rebroadcast of the show throughout, throughout the day, and you can find that on the full schedule. So check that out and then all the other shows on ATN.Live 205-843-7437, 205-843-7437, just in case you want to call in and remember the number is always on the main page of the website. Um, we're going to start off, I guess, talking about Donald Trump a little bit because he's in the news lately and... They're saying, there's reports saying that they found up to uh, 700 classified documents. Other reports are saying 300, so it's been reported up to 700 uh, classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. And Donald Trump's uh, compound. And they say... You know, Donald Trump said, don't worry. You know, he uh, went through them himself. Of course, the way the left media is spinning that, they're kind of giggling about that. They can have little talking points and buzz lines. And then, you know, they say, uh, hey, Donald Trump Trump, uh, Jr. came out and said it would probably be good if the nuclear codes were stashed at Mar-a-Lago. And... um, of course, that's MSN, and they're saying uh, Junior suggested on Monday that the United States would be safer if his father, former President Donald Trump, had stashed the nuclear codes at his Mar-a-Lago golf resort in Palm Beach, Florida. The eldest Trump son shared his opinion, which resembled a stand-up comedy routine, they are saying, and it's just funny because they've talked about him being in control of the nuclear codes before. And it's just another talking point for the news cycle to keep it going. Um, But I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, uh, we don't know really what's in those documents, but also they said like, oh, Trump said those documents are mine. You know, I mean, we don't know how the context of this stuff, because like Trump could have just said, thought those documents were his and he could have just said, those are mine. Or, you know, did he say like, those documents are mine, even though they're classified, you know, like, like it's just crazy the way that you could, uh, take in the news and, and how they can portray it. And then how they can also like vaguely report things. See, they accuse intellihub.news, my website, the fact checkers and everything, they, they accuse it of, um, not citing things, but we literally like cite virtually everything and even link it and hyperlink it. And if you go to mainstream publications, they don't really hyperlink anything ever, hardly at all. And they literally don't cite anything. They just say like anonymous source says it, it's, it's like really insane if you think about it. And that's like the psyop that they run every single day and it pounds you and it pounds the American people and that sustained propaganda actually backpedals the minds 
of people that are even awake. If you get caught in a room with CNN, let like for instance, um, if you go to an airport, see, because if you go to an airport, see, virtually no one watches CNN. Um, that's why they got to pay to put it on at airports, right? Because, hey, let's face it, it's a CIA propaganda arm. So they put it on at airports. So let's say you're at the airport and you're forced to watch CNN or listen to it. It's going to actually like revert your mind. And you're going to go back into this like programmed uh, state slowly. If you did a lot of traveling and you just had to go to those airports and listen, pretty soon you would turn into a liberal snowflake. Even the most hardened truthers that aren't disciplined could fall back into that. Not really, but um, look, older people, I know, I've seen it, um, that are really awake. If they watch a lot of mainstream, they start buying into the narrative again. So that's just one example. I was just going overboard with it to illustrate that. But I mean, like, what do you think about that, Bethany and Aaron? Um, the sustained propaganda and the fact that they pay to keep these people on the airwaves because like, you know, they claim certain radio shows are popular and they claim, oh, so-and-so is on all these networks. Well, great. I mean, are you guys buying the airtime and just like force feeding that down people's throats or is it organic? Mm. Shit. That, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going to say it's not organic at all. That's it what seems... I'm thinking. Like, I mean, if like, look at Tucker, look at Hannity. Um, do you know, we know they keep the gates to, to, uh, some extent, just using them for an example, there's gotta be other people. Um, you know, do, yeah. I mean, it just can't be an organic byproduct. Like all this has to be controlled and part of a plan because, um, then they can say, look, look, people are tuning in, they're listening, but there's ways to like gauge that, that type of stuff. Um, and if you know, like the back end of radio and like streaming and podcast numbers and stuff like that, you can see how, um, they manipulate this stuff, but it, it's crazy how they, it's like they have that facade. How do you think they keep holding that facade up? Aaron though, like just by dumping so much money into it or what? The, the money is the, is the, is the biggest part of it for sure. And, but it's done also with money and then the way the news goes about it in the government, especially programming people a certain way. And it's not always just like what we see now with, uh, with, I guess libtards is one way to say it. It's not the the radical country dude who's in the in the sticks with his guns and you know drinking his moonshine and shit like that. They they do it very very spread out. I guess is what I'm trying to say. They they don't target any individual necessarily, but they target groups. That's the, that's the next way besides the money. You you build up narratives. And we can see it on like, uh, say, if you're a person on the left, you can see him doing that with, um, you know, storming the Capitol. And um, for for uh, I mean, for, you know, that's for like people on the left to attack the right. And then for people on the, the right to attack the left, you can see it with like the Legitaba stuff, the LGBTQA. I like to call it Legitaba. We'll be right back. Legitaba. We'll be right back. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network, where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Raindell Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, 
The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. On the edge of your seat, stop biting your nails, sit back, strap in, and enjoy the ride. You're listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. Well, technology that's augmented can change the way we live, but only with the right support and vision. So, um, the World Economic Forum, they published a vast array of, um, I guess, opinions and white papers and stuff like that that represent the globalist mindset the diabolical globalist mindset but they package it in a manner that is appealing so that when people read it they don't really catch on to what's going on but really the papers are for the globalists to review to set them all into a mindset and kind of push them in into a field. So even the globalists themselves are grooming themselves and have groomers. And they're talking about moving toward an augmented, augmented society where there's an augmented reality, these goggles that show you know, people working on a product or something, how to insert a certain screw or operate a certain lever or device. Like, I guess you could buy a new car and it's like, you put these glasses on and it's like, okay, shift here. Now push gas pedal here, do this fucking turn your blinker on there. And this is, um, what they want for society, but this augmented reality will also give commands to keep people in line. So like the groomers are being groomed in their own think tanks and they don't even realize that, but like their masters, 
just the select few are only approving certain white papers and certain opinions in their think tanks to go through Club of Rome, um, the uh, World Economic Forum, Bilderberg, stuff like that. So, um, Shep, interestingly enough, in the article, if you go, if you read past where the um, the video is, it actually says, "Are we moving towards a quote brave new world?" Oh yeah, they like that. You know, term. They, yeah, it's like they. It's right in our faces. And how anybody could deny this, and believe me, I like to go in denial once in a while too. I like to say to myself, you know, maybe this fringe group of, of you know, people in our tribe, for lack of better words, I like, okay, maybe we are all nuts. Maybe we're just all like schizophrenic and shit and we're all thinking on the same wavelength, but it's not true. I so wish, I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, there is not one person in the truth movement and we all tend to believe different things about, you know, we don't see eye to eye on absolutely everything. But I know one thing. I guarantee you not one person in this movement that knows what they know, including ourselves, would would rather we would. I don't think there would be one person that would say, I hope I'm right just for the sake of being right. Well, is what I don't they're going to do. One person would say that. What we all wish we were wrong. What Am I wrong? Well, what they're going to do is they're going to chip everyone. And but to do that they they have to make the chip appealing so like yeah okay there's a bunch of jackasses that think um it'd be great to be chipped because they could just go through the supermarket line and scan themselves and never carry a credit card or whatever but um or get access to their work but um the chips are going to go much further than that and it's going to follow your cloud that hovers around you, your bubble. And that's going to get into the augmented reality and into AI. And it's going to do things like when you go sit on the shitter, it didn't know when you're done taking a shit, if, if it's going to douche your asshole with warm water or cold water, cause like you already set your preference, you know? Um, I mean, this is like, the systems that they want you know you go you you turn your toaster on it knows if you like your toast burnt or uh just medium you know and and this is all connected to the internet of things augmented reality the cloud your social scoring uh facial recognition gate recognition COVID tracking and tracing, contact tracking and tracing, CDC quarantine programs, um, and disaster pro, uh, programs and implementations and protocols. So it's like crazy how they're like, all of that does dovetail, but they're saying like this chip I mean, like everyone wants convenience, but they're going to make it cool. So like, I think they will probably have like rappers come out and get chipped and like these rappers, like will be able to like their Lamborghini will like pull up and, um, at their front door and like open the doors for them, you know, cause it knows it's them or something. And then that'd be like the next coolest thing. So everyone's got to have it. Well, and they dictate it to us. I mean, in the, in this article, it says, is scary, are we moving towards a brave new world? As scary as chip implants may sound, they form part of a natural evolution that wearables once underwent. Hearing aids or glasses no longer carry a stigma. They are accessories and are even considered a fashion item. Likewise, implants will evolve into a commodity. If that sounds unlikely, then consider the alternatives we currently use. Drugs often show unwanted effects because they affect multiple biological processes at the same time. Someone on long-term medication may want to try an implant that sends very precise electrical or optical pulses instead. See, this whole thing is just they're telling us what we want. Yeah, we but it's like they're saying, they're saying like this chip ties into your operating system in your brain and... 
It interfaces using neuroprobes to mitigate symptoms of epilepsy, Parkinson's disease, or depression. And But, like, think about it. If it can do that, then they can literally control you like a robot. Oh, yeah, and they're trying to make this sound all like, you know, this. they're candy coating all this and making it sound like, you know... Uh, uh, like unicorns and rainbows and butterflies and everything nice and sugar and spice. But I mean, the truth of the matter is, as I'm reading this, there is nothing appealing to me personally. I mean, I, I don't find this appealing at all. Like, I don't know how anybody with an organic, like that's organic and has a soul would even be tempted by something like this. It makes me sick. It's and if people can't, you don't have to be that smart to see the bigger picture. Like, I just, I don't understand. Are there... Do you think the majority of people really want this? I don't know. Or where are, we where being are the lied callers? To about the numbers. Are there any callers out there? Hello, callers. 205 843 7437. 205 843 7437. And the numbers on the main page. Call in if you want to talk about this a little bit. AI, chipping, um, just the direction, the brave new world, you know, a, a brave new world, they're saying. Um, and then they're, you know, but but the thing is, is like they're going to make it they're going to popularize it. They're going to they're going to make it like super cool to get this chip. And then that's going to get the younger generation to get it. And they're going to say, oh, you know, my parents are just older and they don't think it's cool. Um, they're talking about ethical arguments for the limits on the implants and like, should you be able to implant a chip in a child? And I'm assuming like, you know, this could go to court and they could argue, well, since you can basically, uh, have abortions after babies are born and then, um, kill them after you pull them out of the womb, essentially, um, then I guess you could chip a baby while it's in the womb at that point. I mean, this is how crazy this shit is. Yeah, cut their balls off and give them a chip instead in place of it. Let's spay and neuter our kids and, and give them a chip instead. Well, it's you disgusting. know, if they can get enough of that uh, graphene oxide in people from the um, mask and uh, vaccines and all that shit, uh, essentially they could just, uh, that might transfer itself into the kid and then chip it naturally. I mean, it makes you wonder like how deep does this shit go? Um, are, you know, are they actually getting to that point? Um, but they keep talking about ethics, right? And like, they're the ones that are going to decide the ethics. Okay. So you're going to have a group, a, you're going to have a round table. There's like Bilderbergers and shit, the, the world economic forum, you're going to have, uh, diabolical oligarchs from the World Economic Forum deciding the fate of humanity and they're going to tell us what's ethical. And there's probably layers and layers, deeper and deeper layers than the World Economic Forum. I mean, it, again, we went from the build, I mean, the World Economic Forum back at Bilderberg 2012, Occupy Bilderberg 2012, Shep, where we met, I mean, I... I wouldn't. I never heard of the World Economic Forum, Forum back then. I never heard of Klaus Schwab. Yeah, I, think I heard of you know, uh, Henry Kissinger and the Rockefellers, and now. Yeah, well, I think there's like um, the Club of Rome, the Committee of Three Hundred, the Council on Foreign Relations is a big controller. The Bilderberg Group. Um, I mean, there is like a ton, like the Vatican. There is like a ton of different. Um, arms of control and groups that meet the bohemian grove just you know there's just a lot of them there's the rand corporation think tank basically they have a think a think tank is designed to um it's basically designed to like carefully craft white papers that sound good to, to push and sell agendas or to illustrate them to the um, group of, of people that are carrying it out. 
so it's it's almost just like contrived stuff. I mean, rarely do think tanks go in and do like really good research to where they're doing like honest research and compiling stuff. They're doing stuff like Henry Kissinger did. Yeah, they'll go do you uh, population research and oh, they'll tell you how many million people will be in 1980s and 90s and all this shit. Uh, but then they'll like carefully tuck in there how they need to kill everyone because like they can't have anyone. It's like, and how do they rise to power? This is the thing. Like, who put them in these positions? It sounds like they're a bunch of weirdos that have nothing better to do but decide what's right for everybody else but themselves. Why don't they just worry about themselves and leave the rest of us the hell alone? This is the problem with... They feel like they know, have some right or entitlement, which, I mean, I don't know if they theoretically do. Um, like, you know, a lot of people just say, no, they don't, you know. But, I mean, I don't know if, like, did someone, like, task them with... Like if I don't know, like if there's a great reset, say, because there's a major event that happens every so many years, like the mud flood that they know about or a planet X or something like. And that's the big secret of the elites, right? Like, how do you control the population? How do you build it out? What's the population going to be by the next disaster? When's the next Noah's Ark going to come? And then how do you not have billions of bodies floating around contaminating all the water supplies on the world, right? So um, how do you manage all that and track and trace? And I guess they just keep getting their systems better and better. But I mean, that, like, that could be the whole thing about the elites, Bethany, and why they think they have superiority over people because they know about say Tartaria, for instance, or these disasters, and they know that it's a fact and they might even know dates and stuff. And they might even know, um, I mean, this is just off the top of my head. You know, this, this is what comes to mind other than them just being like diabolical. It seems like they would have a, like a purpose to it more than just like greed. Like people say, you know, like where they, t were they tasked um, by the last civilization um, or their families to to always um, hold these secrets, you know? I mean, obviously, these groups are like that. They're perpetual, and they run. Um, so it's something, it's something like that. And they, then the elites themselves feel like, like they're all powerful because of that, because they, they're encompassed into that group. What are you thinking, Aaron? You know. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is this is this working? I'm sorry. I messed with some stuff. I was having some issues. Yeah, it's working now. Yep, you're good. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to fuck everything up, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, what you're talking about, I think, <laughs> Shepard, with the... Don't worry, you're not like, fucking it up. Fucking Klaus Schwab is. Klaus Schwab. <laughs> you're not the we need to Schwab er our Klaus. We gotta go to a break. We'll be back. Then we'll Klaus let Aaron try it. Yeah, we'll Klaus, Klaus Schwab Schwab. is Bethany Adani from the Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole, and I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. 
Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.live, The Shepherd Ann Bellis Show, with Shepherd Ann Bellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepherd Ann Bellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7-365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Raindell Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, Don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. He's forgotten more than most people know. If you've thought about it, he's done it. He once failed a high school course with an A+. He's Shepard Ambellis, and you are listening to his show. It's crazy to think about where society will be in like even 10 years from now because of all, everything's changing so rapidly and their plan is basically pretty much on track. If you think about it, um, all their white papers were pretty much spot on. So if we take all that into consideration, I don't know. It looks like by 2030, everyone will be chipped. Now, are you going to have a future in 2030 to where they do like the COVID and it's like a choice you get chipped, but basically you're not going to be able to work anywhere unless you're chipped you could work at like a mom and pop but there'll be no mom and pop shops remember they're already bankrupting those plus Obama already built them all and um, Obama (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know um, they're really blowing out the um, the old mom and pop shops so like by 2030, they'll, they'll be none of that. So if you want to work, shit, if you want to go to a sports event or a concert or anything like that, a comedy, you want to go see uh comedy, stand-up comedy live, you got to be chipped. Want to go to a... <laughs> Sound like Don Lemon. Don Lemon. 
they had to get rid of him next. Yeah, but I mean, like, think about that. So that's how many years away? We got about seven and a half, eight years, seven and a half, something like that. And we'll be at the phase to where they're literally saying, like, they're coming out right now and they, they're saying people will be chipped by 2030. And we watched them put all their other shit in place. So why wouldn't we believe what they got going on now? You know, so I don't know. I think Aaron might still be having difficulties. Are you there, Beth? I'm here. Do you think that... um, they're on schedule because like everything looks like it's on schedule pretty much like with their agenda 21 and all that shit. Yeah, I do. Um, I just, I'm just wondering what their next move is going to be. I mean, we kind of have the whole COVID thing kind of, you know, things kind of getting back to quote unquote normal. Yeah. Like how do they get people to the point to where they chip them in 2030? Like, how do they get them to just take that chip by 20? Like, that's their deadline they're giving themselves. So we got to figure there has to be some type of events in between now and 2030, aside from them saying it's cool to be chipped and they get all the dumbasses to do it. Like, how are they gonna going to achieve that, I wonder? Well, there could be a catacol cataclysmic event i almost didn't say it right there for a second that would be the perfect uh that would be well you know they they could steer an asteroid into the planet you know they they could um they you know uh, dart nasa's um dart is going to impact next month with an asteroid now i think that's what they said is that another test that they got going I'm going to look this up because uh, this is important if that's true because I saw something on it um, today. Oh, yeah. Okay. It says um, NASA's, NASA's dark mission to crash into an asteroid on September 26th. The double asteroid redirection test called DART is going to crash its 500-kilogram spacecraft into asteroid 65803 Didymos, a moonlit of Dimorphos. And um, they're going to test this deflection and stuff. But, like, you also have to wonder, hey... Aren't they in a perfect, uh, I wonder if this thing's in a perfect position for them to guide it down to earth because some of these asteroids, and it might even be this one, we can go check, are worth like trillions of dollars if they could mine them. So what better way to park one right down the middle of New York City and then just bring in the mining companies? Shit, they'll already have the dump trucks there like they did on 9-11. The uh, the the Port Authority and all them. I don't know, Shep. I mean, it's really. I mean, there's so many possibilities. Really, I mean, you use the word diabolical, and they are so diabolical that, you know, they they are always finding new ways of inventing evil. And there's a, a biblical reference to that. I mean. They're always finding ways to invent new evils. Yeah. You know, their evil thoughts are endless. I mean, and they don't want to be good. They, they like what they are, whatever the hell they are. And that has yet to, you know, remain to be seen. So I just know things that I believed, you know, that I believe today, if you told me, you know, even eight years ago, I would believe, or even five years ago, some of the things I believe now, uh, versus then I'd be like, no, that's way too far out there for me. But do you believe in the Easter bunny? (laughs) Listen, if you believe that, um, 
I'm not into furries, Shep. No furries. <laughs> if you believe that 9-11 was an inside job, then you have to believe in Easter Bunny. No, just kidding. No, it's more like if you believe 9-11 <laughs> yeah. wasn't an inside job, yeah, you believe right. in Easter Bunny. <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> That'd be a good t-shirt. Something like that. Absolutely. Well, I don't think anybody believes 9-11 was. I mean, like, it's so weird because as the years have gone on, more and more people have been on board, kind of like with the whole JFK thing. But now, not that it doesn't matter. Of course it does. But so much, you know, once a certain amount of time has passed, everybody's on to the next thing. You know, they could say, oh, never forget, never forget. Over time, everything loses its, Yeah, that's why know. they let it go like like about 30 years, 20, 30 years. And then, um, yeah, people, people don't care anymore, you know. And like you were saying, um, that you know they're more conditioned or they just that generation's you know probably thought something happened it was a conspiracy and now they're admitting it so look oh great now they're admitting it <clears throat> but then they only admit like portions of it you know it's like um the whole 911 things like tough but um one thing i know is these um airplanes they say hit couldn't have come in at the speed that they say they have flown in at and um that's just crazy within itself and that's even like in the nist report like all the speeds because when you get like lower to the ground excuse me with um with a large aircraft like that there's a lot of stellatic drag on the um, aircraft and it can't it can only fly at low speeds because that's why you see like airplanes slowing down to 150 miles an hour when they land and all that when they're coming in because the the air is so dense and thick that, that there's just so much drag if you tried to power through that and go up to cruising speed again like 800 miles an hour like they say in the NIST report or whatever then um, you'll just rip the whole tail section off the the airplane. Like literally, it'll just rip in half. So that's why it wasn't possible for those planes to come in at that speed. So then you got to question, well, what did they send in? And it gets weird. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network, where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7-365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Raindell Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, the Shepard Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from the Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, the Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Judgment Day. 
the all-original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all-original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. He prefers Dogman over Bigfoot and Mothman. He once got in a fight with a pit bull and won. His passion for the truth is infinite. He is Shepard Ambellis, and you are listening to his show. We still have open call lines if you want to call in. 205-843-7437. 205-843-7437. They found these tracks. They say are dinosaur tracks because they say this. Um, I didn't read this shit in detail, but I skimmed through it. They, they say this um, creek bed or something, like dried up. So, um, or the flood did something. And and it washed down, and then you see like these um, dinosaur tracks, it looks like dogman tracks or like reptile tracks or something. I don't know. And <laughs> and then I look, and I'm just like analyzing the picture, just from like a layman's person. I guess I'm actually like an investigator. I mean, like I've done a lot of investigations and like looked at a lot of photos and like an- done a lot of analyst stuff. So I guess I would say like. I don't know, you know, and I kind of briefly like looked at this photo. I didn't blow it up in detail or anything. And I'm thinking it already looks like softer soil, like semi crested, like dirt. And it doesn't look like it's like stone or anything. Like I'm thinking like, okay, really? So like, how did that wash away? And then these tracks appear, or is it more likely like something walked through there just recently? Like Aaron Cole, what, what do you know about that place? Yeah, um, that's Dinosaur Valley. I think that's down by like Glen Rose, Texas. Pretty pretty cool place. They uh, have like fossils and stuff. They've kind of like excavated from that area. If you believe in dinosaurs or whatnot, I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I guess I do believe in dinosaurs. That that lake bed is that, and it's like a a river or something that rolls through there. Uh, I was there when I was a kid. Hadn't been there in a while to the river part. Did you I see any dinosaurs? To What's that? You see any dinosaurs? I did not. But <laughs> Crazy. Uh, huh? I'll have my heart uh, open for for that. Yeah. <laughs> if there's not dinosaurs, I'd be a little disappointed. Um, I mean, we, we get lied to our whole lives. So hey, well, did you look at that picture, that. though? Like, look at that. Like, the dirt yeah. on there, it doesn't look like mm-hmm. it's fucking like like stone like to me like you know yeah. what i'm saying right i tried zooming i tried zooming in on it and trying to get like a feel for the texture compared to some of the other parts and there's a lot of stuff of course that's lost in translation when you're looking at a picture um i need to go down there it's only like two hours for me like going south so i, I need know. to go I'm down there sure and kind of check it out i'm pretty sure it's it mothman or something uh like i mean <laughs> what like what was that <laughs> The the way the the footprint looked, it looked like it was like three toes with like a like say if you like put your thumb up top and then you like put two fingers down kind of right. Is that how you would say it looked? Yeah, like? I or don't like I don't I don't think weird. it was like a dogman track, you know, because um like I've seen supposedly what those look like, but um it yeah. looked kind of like a three toed but like semi webbed toed. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it would it would be more like on the aquatic dinosaur side or something. If it was, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Dogman could be anywhere down there. If you go to that part of Texas, I don't know if you ever went down there when you lived in Texas, Shepherd. But a lot of woods, a lot of hills. Um, I mean, if Dogman would live anywhere, uh, especially in what Texas, what about an aquatic dinosaur? Spot. Could could a dinosaur live there now and and un un. Uh, <laughs> unknown or like something like that i think there could mm. i mean would it, well, is it a, enough to like hide for like could you hide in in there 
Oh, for sure. In that part of Texas, absolutely. Anything could hide down there. I don't know if it'd be like an aquatic dinosaur or webbed or necessarily. Did you know they found these old uh, walls running through Texas underground? Um, I can't remember the story now exactly, but essentially there was like these big 50-foot tall walls that they unearthed or unburied going through like parts of Texas. And um, they're obviously like big time old, you know. And Definitely not something that like Native Americans, no, or whatever the proper term no, is. These I don't days think so. Built. I don't think so. Um, but I'm not positive. And so that's like pretty interesting. I thought. Yeah, I mean that that could be that could kind of like feed into some of the Tartaria stuff. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. mean. We we definitely know we're being lied to about the the history and uh, of about everything and we we think about um, to like the Sphinx and stuff. I can't remember that guy's the name. Sphinx, you say? The Sphinx. The Sphinx. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're jumping geography here real quick, but uh, <laughs> I mean that's like kind of been proven to the be Sphinxster. Sphinxster. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of been proven to be like at least you know twice or three times as old as what we're told of. So we definitely know. That there's been. I don't know. I think they minute. built the Sphinx at the World Fair, and it's just that. Um, what do you call that shit? Paper mache. Oh, oh. <laughs> which World Fair? You remember? <laughs> the, well, they say all these buildings were built out of like paper mache, basically, and it's oh, just yeah. like fuck. Yes. You look at them in in pictures of the World's Fair, and they already look weathered, like they've been there already forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, and uh, we actually, when we were going to uh, some of our cousin's birthday party, I kind of took like a back road through uh, through like the the hill country of Texas to get there instead of taking the interstate and oh, heck yeah, doing man. you know like the normal shit. And uh, we we're that just driving fun. through there through through this area uh, from Any like Colorado, Texas uh, to Morgan Mills is the name of it. But uh, we drive through there, and, and Texas is so vast and empty, and you have hills and you have trees and I mean, there's there could be anything really living out there, and uh, I mean, axe murderers or cryptids for sure. And Supposedly, the there's like a get. lot of cryptids and shit, like dogmen and Bigfoot, and I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say, you know. And um, according to the stories, like there's, quite, I was surprised, um, even in like West Texas and stuff, but even like by Dallas, like it's close up into the city. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The more East Texas you get, you get way more thicker woods and everything. So that, that's kind of where I would imagine, like east of Dallas, like back in towards Louisiana, get some like a uh, skunk ape kind of shit going skunk on. Skunk ape. Mm-hmm. Hey Bethany, <laughs> did you know your area is big in um, Tartaria, and it's also big in uh, cryptid? Wow, that is so weird. I was just going to ask you, Chef. A lot of <laughs> like, your buildings are Tartaria. sightings have taken place for Dogman. Well, I was just going to ask you, but tell me about my area in Tartaria. Well, a lot That's of... interesting. Yeah, like, just like the, like the main city over there um, is has a lot of structures and buildings that are Tartarian. They'll, they'll claim, like, these things are built or whatever, but... Um, they have they'll always have like mocked up pictures where like they were like working on it or repairing it but like the a lot of these things were like there before and definitely foundations of these things were there in a lot of cases so like you could have a you could have crazy shit dude like um for instance uh Jeffrey Epstein's basement See, like, if you look at a house like Jeffrey Epstein's, it looks Tartarian to me. And it's the way it's designed. Um, but, like, I'm going to say at least, like, the foundation might be or something like that. And a lot of these structures in New York are. So, if you've built civilization after civilization after civilization and you start having these underground cities, in some cases they can go down several hundred feet, 20 floors, 24 floors and tiers. And there could be some kind of crazy underground world that exists for the elite that 
that know about these certain Tartarian structures and then dig into certain caves and underground areas during renovations. So that's how they can operate. Wow. And when I think of Pennsylvania, I think of, I think, is it, is it Pennhurst Asylum or something like that there also? Well, a lot of that shit's uh, supposedly from so the Tartarian what? area, like um, era, like asylums, like during the reset, people had to be reprogrammed is what Linnell was saying. Oh, yeah, right. <coughs> That's trippy shit. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> crazy, huh? But yeah, you got dog man up there too, Bethany. Uh, That's what, that's what I hear that this is pretty, probably more Western PA. I'm more on the East side. So it's a little bit more populated here. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's dog man like right there, like in your yard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my frogs and cicadas. Hey, hey, the latest, uh, you know where I was when those, all those insects got quiet and that thing happened that one time. That in yep. that in that area, the latest dogman encounter just happened two and a half miles from there. All right, we gotta, gotta go. To I'll talk to you later. Yet. Good night, guys. Good night. Shepherd Ambellus here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats, all exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellus. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellus. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellus here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellus Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7-365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Raindell Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, Don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.